At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Run Line, VSIN's premier baseball betting show. With Josh Towers, here's Ben Wilson. We welcome you back in. It is our number two of VSIN's newest baseball betting show, The Run Line. So happy to have you aboard our first show of the season as we are getting closer, four days away from opening day 2022. Back with the former big league pitcher, Josh Towers. I'm Ben Wilson, our producer behind the glass, Brian Ortega a show that will feature a lot of this guy, Josh Towers, this year, a lot of Adam Burke, our senior MLB analyst here at VEASAN. He's enjoying a little uh, little, little enjoyment in uh, Nashville right now. Oh. Forgot where he was for a second. Adam Burke, he's, he's having fun right now in Nashville. So he'll be, he'll be with us uh, next weekend on the show after we actually have the season underway. Right now, though, Josh, before we dive in to our full previews on the National League side, we've just gone over our thoughts on the American League. Let's dig into some of the awards here because there's a lot of interesting things to break down. I would argue, Josh, the most interesting of the awards preseason is in the NL Cy Young Award race. And get your thoughts on this first, you being our resident pitcher here on the desk. And these are just fascinating odds. The odds, I should, we'll say at the start, Josh, incredibly different depending on where you look. These, for example, are from Circus Sports, where we are, Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas, that have Corbin Burns as your current favorite to win NL Cy Young. And if you have missed it, it is because... While these open, Jacob deGrom in most places was a plus 350 to 4 to 1 favorite. He was just diagnosed with a stress reaction in his right scapula, shut down for at least a month after that opening, after that MRI revealed the, the stress reaction just over the weekend. So no deGrom for at least April. We're not sure how long that is actually going to extend to after he basically missed the entire second half of last year with a mystery ailment that started as basically a day-to-day injury, ended up missing the whole back half of the season. Then you have Max Scherzer today come out that he is uh, basically day-to-day dealing with some shoulder discomfort, the biggest offseason addition that the Mets made to bolster that pitching rotation right behind DeGrom. So the question is, Josh, what do you do now? You're a better on April 3rd, 2022 in this NL Cy Young race. Who do you like on this board? This is the hardest one. I mean, it really is to me. Uh, I mean, looking at just the list that we have on the graphics, I mean, there's a couple of guys like, Logan Webb's not that guy. He's a contact guy. He's a ground ball guy. He's, he's going to win. Um, but you know how it is. We saw it last year. I still don't think Corbin Burns should have won the Cy Young. I know you're more biased because you're a Milwaukee guy, but wow. I look at some other numbers and, and, and wins and ERAs and strikeouts, and I still don't think he was the dude. Carlos Fredone cross him off that list, right? Um, I mean, it could be somebody not on this list for sure. Uh, there, there's two Brewers guys. I mean, Woodruff and Peralta got to be – in, in talks and contention, too. And it, it, listen, if your manager would let Peralta actually pitch, 
I, I think that he's one of the best in the game. Walker Bueller obviously should be on that list. You Darvish didn't have the year that he could have, but if he ever settles in, then, you know, he, rightfully so, he's on that list as well. Chris Bassett, now that Scherzer's dinged up and Jacob deGrom's dinged up, he's, he, listen, he's only had about two or three games since he got, took that ball off the face and he came back. That's a very difficult thing to come back from. So I'm not, I'm not looking at him. If I thought that they could win it all for Sandy Alcantara, he would be a guy that I would consider too how good he is, right? So there, there's a lot of things that are up in the air when it comes, in my opinion, to the NL Cy Young Award. Um, Urias won 20 and three last year. I don't know if he can duplicate that, but the Dodgers' offense is going to put up some runs, and they allow him to pitch. That's going. It, it's pretty hard to turn down a 20 game winner again, right? If he happens right. to do it, and 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 Walker Bueller again, they've been kind of babying him, but if he Goes out there and makes his 34. I, it, this is such a coin flip for me, man. This is a tough well, one. And this is the ultimate market, too, where price shopping is the, the biggest thing, even relative to what we always talk about, price shopping for any other sorts of markets, where at DraftKings right now, Max Scherzer is still your favorite at 6-1. to one. Jacob deGrom has only been lowered to 10-1. to one. There's just so much, depending on the book, futures exposure on a guy like deGrom, who we had this conversation last year, and it was like, DeGrom's going to be a huge minus money favorite at some points. So you might as well just bet him, even if it's three, <laughs> four to one. It's funny because he got there, Josh. Yeah. And then the mystery injury happened. And I mean, you were the first one to say he wasn't coming back and you ended up being a spot on with that assessment. So it, it now creates a scenario where if there is somebody you like, like you can see wild numbers all over the place where, as we point out, Brandon Woodruff, not even on this graphic we showed from Circa, yeah. uh, he's 11 to one. And I would argue should be a top five favorite, 11 to one at DraftKings. And, that, and that's where this... This gets kind of interesting uh, and and tricky. So yeah, I mean that's the bigger point. Zach Wheeler, who easily could have won it last year, is at, at sixteen to five, and obviously now, I mean, you got to really worry about these injuries again. Jacob Degrom at plus money was it if you thought he could make a full season, and right away he's under the MRI and he shut down. Like soon as he went in for the MRI, I don't care if he was starting opening day, as soon as he went in for the MRI, it, it all bets are off because now I'm very nervous because this is a continuation of I've had a lot of months off. And time off last year during the season to get healthy, and I have it. So there's something really wrong, in my opinion, with Jacob Degrom, which is sad to see because mm-hmm. we need him. He's he's arguably the best for our game. If you're but, setting an over under on his, on number of starts he makes, what would you set it on? If I if I said fifteen and a half starts, I was gonna say you put it. Yeah, it, I was at fifteen was the number in my head. Yeah, I, I don't know if he can. I, I don't know. It's it's tough and. And now you're asking Max, who's always up for the challenge to do it, but he's a little dinged up. We've seen how important the finish of the season is to the Cy Young race and the guys and the MVP race. So the guys who finish strong, um, it's, it's a difficult place for those guys. A lot of pressure put on them as well. You, you hope that Jacob doesn't have contract thoughts in his mind and he rushes back and he can somehow just get healed um, Max is always going to be there, but he's not going to rush any injuries. He doesn't have to. He's so far deep into contracts and money and stuff that mm-hmm. he's going to make sure he's back at the right time. So now we have to make sure that, and listen, if I only have 25 starts out of 34, then they have to be the best 25 starts. There can't be any misses with, with 25, right? So how many is Max going to make now? So I, I, listen, I got to be very nervous about anything that's injury related this early in the season. Mm-hmm. And I that's am. That's fair, yeah. And so again, I thought Woodruff, it, it, they don't seem to win for him. That's my one thing, right? If they if they knew how to win more games for him, it would ease him because he, he. I feel like he puts a lot of pressure. You got to look in LA with those two guys too because of how many games the Dodgers are set to win, and those two dudes obviously. I mean, obviously, he knows how to win. Mm-hmm. Urias, he knows how to win, and, and Walker Buehler. So, um, 
Uh, it's all it's all fair points uh, that that you make. Well, I guess the one other thing is is everybody goes through a streak at some point where we have like two bad games, and then there's an overreaction during the season. You're going to get a good number on everybody at some point, and and just pick a couple that yeah. you feel have. It's it's a tough is one. Is there it's not a bet easy. to make on the AL side where Garrett a little more? I should say a little less. <laughs> craziness behind the scenes where Garrett Cole of there's, the Yankees is your odds on favorite right? as uh, at four four at four and a quarter in a new situation now Robbie Ray in there in the mix at nine to one in Seattle Shane Bieber at seven to one is there a guy who stands out on this list to you Robbie Ray can't I, I don't see Robbie Ray doing it again also uh, take Sean Manaya off that list uh, because and again we this yeah, just happened mean, today but Manaya no longer on the A so do not rush to your local sportsbook trying to bet Manaya because he's well, no longer in the AL 14 to 1 in the NL might be actually pretty good numbers for Manaya because of the way he pitches. I would think those would be team. shorter in the NL, don't you think? Yeah, it would be and more like Diego, 10, 12 to 1 in San like Diego. That, that's not a bad play over there as well. And he's a strikeout guy. Um, yeah, that's a good play in the NL, right? I don't think Robbie Ray can do it again. <laughs> like we saw the inconsistencies, and all of a sudden he shows up in Toronto. It's a great place. Mm-hmm. He wins it, then he bounces. That's a tough thing to do. Shane Bieber, if he makes 34, I, listen, seven's a good number if this dude makes 34 starts. And then obviously Garrett Cole kind of settling in. Need some other people around him because he does feel the pressure of wanting to be a Yankee his whole life and this massive contract to, to win everything. If, if, if some of that has, again, alleviated for him and he just goes and, and makes his starts and, and just does his job, he tried to do more than his job last year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he rightfully should be the favorite in this division. And again, Bieber making those, it's just those two guys are easily the top two. There's no question about it. I would be interested in Shane McClanahan if I knew that Kevin Cash was going to let him five innings match. But right? that's the issue. I I love his stuff. I, it's just not going to go deep in games, and it's nothing. Nothing about him. It's just the overall approach of of that team. So I would. It's a guy I really like. Don't think it's worth the flyer, uh, even at the price of sixteen to one. On the hitting side, where we have MVP odds as well, and again, based on uh, with Shohei Otani, it's not no longer just a, <laughs> a hitter's war. But on the NL side of it, we'll get to the uh, you know the whole thought on Otani for you, Josh, this year. But Juan Soto is your favorite at, uh, at plus 280, your, your National League MVP this season. And as, as we take a look at these odds, it is interesting that a guy in Soto is, I mean, look, he, he's on a team, like he's your odds-on favorite on a team that might lose 90 or more games. And it becomes the, the age-old argument of, like, how can you really make a guy that short on a team that is going to be terrible this year? You just got to go back to what is the definition of, of MVPs of the voters? Um, Soto, again, easily could have won it last year, but they're going to be so bad, and Nelly Cruz is his protection. It's difficult because no matter how good he is, and I'll pitch to him this year, I'm not worried about losing these games. Can he put up enough number? Can he get enough RBIs? Can he get enough run score? Like, Can he put up enough number to really, really win it? He is an MVP player. And if it was like this this, this national team of two years ago, I 100%, it would probably be one of my favorites. But... Um, Acuna coming back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. He's got some rust to knock off, but he has a lot to prove, and I like him. I, my personal opinion is, is Bryce Harper repeats. That's my personal opinion. Think so? Yeah. Nine to one. I just bringing this up, like there are a lot of intriguing guys for the down the sport. When you know, in our next segment, we're going to break down our NL East and give our thoughts on that. You, like you just know, that's not going to be a good team in Washington I mean, based on the roster if construction. We, if we really built it around like a person doing everything, Trey Turner would get way more votes than he does. But this kid does it yeah. all. But we like home runs and RBIs for some reason. And it's hard when you have three. I mean, you see that three Dodgers on the yeah. list. How much siphoning do they do on each other? Uh, on the AL side, in the meantime, Josh, it, as we as we discussed last year, this really came down to the health of Shohei Otani. He proved to us many. I was include myself as doubters of him staying healthy for a full 162. Right. He did it last year. Does he repeat again at four to one as your favorite? Yeah, again, there's a lot of guys here that can easily do it because this league is loaded with talent. But for me, honestly, if Otani or Trout play a full season, it's not leaving Anaheim. It's 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 really that simple with how good those two guys are and the separation of. Otani does both, and Mike Trout does absolutely everything. But again, Vladdy, how do you not? Your Navarez, how do you like twenty-two to one of your Navarez? That's an intriguing number. Really good numbers with this kid, <laughs> man. Number. It all comes back though to the health. He can oh, hit three fifty with forty show. easy. Like that's that's how talented this kid is. Remember though, Vlad Jr. One of the greatest seasons in MLB history. It was unbelievable. Year. Didn't even sniff AL MVP. Let's just point that out. All right, when we return, we begin our breakdowns of the National League NL East discussion. It's coming your way next as we continue here on the run line. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. That was always your pre-start meal of choice, right, uh, Josh Dower? It when was Wendy's. Oh, you were <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we're really? We're gonna, I, your first uh, major league start? April something, 2001, Orioles. Listen, I remember you faced the Rangers. Listen, so You were not having KFC uh, before you no, went out to Camden. But Galarraga and Catalanato hit homers off me. I still won the game. Uh, I gave an interview in Baltimore for Baltimore Magazine, and they asked me my favorite restaurant, and I said Wendy's, and they thought I was kidding, and they, Wendy's gave me uh, free food for a year. That's, you, you, <laughs> were just, you were the happy Gilmore of the, early 2000s that's, that's baseball. That's the extent of my diet back in the day. Man. Things changed. To be young again. Oh, man. That's what to I be young again. Imagine, He's Josh Towers, by the way. Imagine that. Apparently a big Wendy's guy. Free Wendy's in Baltimore for, for this guy. Uh, ben Wilson back with you. It's time to break down the National League. We've talked yeah. all of our AL teams. We've discussed awards season. Let's go, Josh, to the NL and the NL East, which, as we've been talking about with all these breaking news coming out over the past few days on the state of the New York Mets and the top of that rotation in particular, a lot of unknowns. And at one point, Josh, the Mets, for most of the offseason, were your preseason favorites to win the division, even though you have Atlanta as your defending World Series champions here. Well, now things have shifted. Braves are back to the odds on favorite. Each team has very similar uh, win total numbers this year, which we'll get to in just a second. But in a division where no team got to 90 wins last year, you have a couple teams right at the top, but you also have a lurking a lurking team, Josh. And it's the Philadelphia Phillies, about an 85 and a half win total team this season, 
And you're high on them this year, especially with all the uncertainties going on a little bit to the east of them uh, in New York. Why so high on the Philadelphia Phillies in 2022? Yeah, listen, they burned me a few times, but um, for some reason I'm back on that train. You're, you're back uh, on that. Listen, I just I think that uh, they made some good moves. Obviously, offensively, they did a really good job adding Nick Castellanos. I'm not a Kyle Schwarber fan. Everybody knows this. Um, but if he's in the lineup, I still have to worry that he'll go deep and then Rio Muto and Harper and Cassianos and Reese Hoskins and Gene Segura and Didi and Bryson Stott, who hit four whatever this spring, 480. Um, it, it's just the, the lineup is one of those lineups that we've been talking about that got better, and it was already pretty dangerous. And, and Bryce is just getting better and better as a player as well. Uh, they pitch around him a lot. He still won the MVP. They pitch around him a lot. He is willing to not chase as much to give somebody else some cred. And, and, and now they added more protection around that, which is dangerous. What are you going to do? Like, again, there's a couple of these teams. we got to pick our poison. Aaron Nola has a better year than he did. Uh, Kyle Gibson, I think, took a step in Texas, did a decent job in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. But I think being comfortable in there, I think he'll do pretty good. Zach Eflin is a great four or fifth guy. Suarez is pretty good. Zach Wheeler, we all know, could easily have won the Cy Young. Dope. Here's the deal. Bullpen. This is where they always struggle. Right. This is where and they. they didn't, this is where they made is the most changes of any anybody you could argue it. in the big leagues. Right. This is it. Like who? Uh, Archie Bradley. Who they have last year? David Robertson. Who got hurt? Bradley gone. Gone. Right. So. Uh, Corey Canable. Corey Canable. Brewer and Dodger. He's Jurious in. Julius Folia. Brad Hand. All guys who have closed, who pitched the eighth and have pitched the seventh, and are all willing to do all three in order to win because they've all also been and had the taste of winning teams and know what that's about. So to what they already had. Uh, Alvarado, et cetera, and then you're going to add these guys, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez and, and, and Sheriff, and there's some other guys down the list. Like, the bullpen got better, and that was the most important part. They got five guys in the rotation that can give them an opportunity like other teams all day, and their offense got better. They did the necessary things that I feel the Mets were trying to do but didn't quite accomplish. So, for, And for the Mets as well, mentioned the 85-and-a-half on the Phillies. It's been a fascinating few days for them. Win total, I mentioned how they were the same as Atlanta, and they were slight favorites above the Braves to win that NL East. Mets win totals have been hammered over the last uh, few days from 91.5 at DraftKings down to 88.5, lower in some other shops. Is there there more than just the DeGrom-Scherzer uncertainty piece that worries you, though, with the Mets? Because I know you were even, even before that, that was a team you were looking to sell on this year. Like, what else is it besides just the well, uh, DeGrom might miss half the season yeah. piece? Before that, even even before, we I knew Jacob was healthy. Even before this, 91 wins was too high. No one in that division won 91 last year, not even the world champs, right? So it was already too much for me with the division where everybody seems to get better. The Marlins will be better than they were last year. Um, and then, okay, so you added some guys. You added a whole bunch of the same guys. Is Cano going to come back? Escobar, Marte. Kana, they're all the same, right? There's not, I mean, yes, veteran presence, yes, better than question marks, but they're all kind of the same. Lindor, I don't know who Lindor is now. He got this massive contract. Is is he the guy that we knew who he was? Pete Alonso, we know he's pretty good, but is it enough offensively? I don't know. Dominic Smith has been in a lot of trade talks. Uh, then you add Scherzer, who, again, is one of the best in the game, and I love him. Chris Bassett, you added. Chris Bassett's numbers last year were great, but he only had like two or three starts after he took that shot mm-hmm. that – he hasn't pitched enough to really know, and hopefully this spring training got it out of him. I don't think Chris Bassett will, will be the same person. I think that that's always in the back of his mind, and I think it's a very difficult thing because I can't pitch with reluctancy. Well, we're going to learn a lot about Chris and who he is, but I don't think it's enough. Carrasco, they were hoping he was the guy last year, right? Well, he spent some DL time. He's coming through whatever he's coming through. 
he was always very good. I just don't know if if it's his time anymore. I don't know that if he's has settled in and had enough clearance from all the stuff that he went through to be the guy that he used to be. It's tough. He's kind of like the Corey Kluber now that we don't know really what we're going to get. So you're asking like Taiwan Walker, who was good and then awful. Mm -hmm. You're asking Tyler Mago, who came up and had a good start. His second year could be really good. Uh, They have one other prospect coming up, Jose Buto, who has an opportunity to be pretty good. But that's it. And then we talked about depth with this organization. They had no depth ever, right? That was the whole thing last year. They'll never make the postseason. They're going to lose under their totals because they don't have depth. Well, guess what? What did they do last year in the draft? They went and messed that bad boy up again, didn't they? They destroyed the yeah. draft. They still yeah. have no depth. And they're trying to work out trades, which they might. They might work out trades, but it creates more depth that they don't have again, right? So I just don't see how this team gets through the season to win potentially 90, now and 88. You, are, and even with Jacob right. and Max, I don't know if it's enough. And this too, so Braves and Mets both fairly heavy favorites. Remember with right. the extra wild card team, minus $3 and higher to each make the playoffs this year, even with some of this late odds movement against the Mets. Would you take a shot at them to actually miss the 16 NL field altogether plus 240 or so? Yeah, well... Um, Are you that down on the Mets or do they still scrape, yeah, scrape see, by with a, uh, with a so wild at, card? Yeah, we're looking at the graphic, right? So the Padres... Sorry, the Padres. The Giants had that year where I don't think anybody saw them making the postseason. So uh, do they have that team again? I don't know. The Padres, I feel like, did get better... But they have a lot of issues, and a new manager who is definitely better than Bob Melvin. He's definitely better, and and he's been around. So can two come out of there? Then we're talking about the Brewers winning it. Are the Cardinals? Did they do enough to get two out of there? And then we're talking about two. I don't think the I don't think the Mets make the postseason. I just think, I think the Braves are still really good. Is there going to be a World Series hangover? I think Philadelphia makes a push. I think they went over eighty five, and the Mets went under. Wow. Nine, I think that flip-flop. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I Currently, right now, I'd say the Mets don't make the postseason. And that is a large plus money. Right. <laughs> it's a good plus money, yeah. You, you, could, no, you, could, you could potentially take. For these teams toward the bottom, and you mentioned how last year it was I mean, a division that did not see a single team win 90 games. You have mm-hmm. a Marlins team who projects to have a really solid pitching rotation. Their issue is they scored the second fewest runs in – all of baseball yep. last year, which is kind of an issue, but they signed Jorge Soler in the offseason, Avi Garcia from the Brewers. So there are at least, uh, there's at least some hope you would think for the Marlins. It's a reason why they are not your cellar dwelling team, at least from the odds perspective this year. Currently their win total is set at 76 and a half. Could they, could they make a push, especially if you're thinking the Mets as a top team will be very down this year. What do you think on the Marlins this I, season? I, I think two years ago, they made the postseason. And then last year, I don't no idea what happened. I had higher expectations, obviously, last year. And then Derek quits. Jeter quits, right? Because obviously they're not yeah. doing what he thought they should do to contend. Uh, so Solaire's your big pickup. You look at this lineup, and it, it it's, it's kind of intriguing. You got Jazz, you got Solaire, you got Cooper, Garcia, Sanchez, Aguilar, Brian Anderson. You got a lot of guys who at all at any moment can light you up, but then also all possess a lot of strikeouts. Okay, so the lineup is... It's very respectful. And then I go down to the rotation. It's the best part of their team. And Alcantara and Lopez, Trevor Rogers, Lazardo, Sixto Sanchez. They, they, they can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullpen, maybe the weakest part of the team, the bullpen. I, I, I think this team is nowhere near as bad as last year. I think they're going to kind of surprise some teams. I don't think they're a playoff team. Um, they're not quite ready to invest. It's about plus 175 to make the playoffs. Not, we're not uh, yeah, ready. no, I don't, I don't, I think they're going to surprise us a little bit, especially with the starting pitching, but no, I don't think they're a postseason team. Not quite. 
are the no. Braves like a team that has this magical October run? Wins it all last year. Second half. It was the second half. Lose Freddie Freeman. A lot of people not happy that you lose your franchise guy. Try to replace him where they, you know, look, Braves go after some big names and they end up, you know, bringing the biggest name in. Matt Olson comes to Atlanta. Do they have the medal to make another run at a World Series this year? Yeah, they added Kenley Jansen and, and Colin McHugh to the bullpen Him that too. was already stable and very, very good, right? right? So they added more to that. Uh, they knew that Freddie wasn't going to come back, so they got Matt Olson. Very, very important to the lineup. Is still very tough. Um, they definitely can beat you every day. The starting rotation is that your, is that is your division winner pick? Atlanta? No, I think Philly is. You're going Philly, okay? Yeah. But Braves, you would still say make the playoffs yeah, as a wild card. I do. Wow. Yeah. Hot takes. In the National League. Tough East. division. It, really tough division. Uh, NL Central, at least on paper, might not be as tough of a division. We'll still give our thoughts because we have an interesting setup of five teams there. Two more divisions for us to talk about. We'll go NL Central next, followed by the NL West as we roll on here on the run line. You found Visa's Premier Baseball Betting Show. This is the run line. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Take a fast break to your dearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Why didn't you do that, Reed Well, I listened to you do it earlier and it got me excited. This is a guy, Josh Towers, who when he pitched in the major leagues, I, I learned tonight, had a endorsement. He endorsed Wendy's and then got a year's supply of free Wendy's from a Baltimore area Wendy's chain. I remember being like in my... Like, here, just hang on to this. I remember being Next like in Minnesota. Next time we do it, you're going to have it for... Don't, you don't have to... Re- no, 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 no. No, I know. I'm just... I remember just like getting a cab because it was cab back in the day and like, can you take oh, me to a Wendy's and then have him take unreal. me to the field? Unreal. <laughs> this guy turning back the clock. Josh Towers, former big league pitcher, back with us. Ben Wilson with former you as we've Wendy's got eater. two hard divisions to break down. <laughs> Inaugural edition of the run line is already off the uh, off the proverbial rails here. We go to the NL Central where you have two divisions in the National League, the East and the West with multiple teams projected to make the playoffs. Then there's a Central that appears on the outside, Josh, to be in somewhat of a state of rebuild and disarray. When you think about the Cincinnati Reds, Chicago Cubs, teams who generally have been in the mix for playoff positions, who both appear to be sellers this year, along with perennial sellers in Pittsburgh, which leaves us Milwaukee and St. Louis at the top of the division. Brewers, odds-on favorites to win about minus 165. Heavy favorites as well, nearly $3 you'd have to lay for them to make the playoffs here as a team that's going to be with a, a win total in the upper 80s, 89.5 I'm seeing right now. Josh, we talked earlier when we discussed NL Cy Young, Corbin Burns in some shops, your odds-on favorite, Brandon Woodruff right behind it. That clearly is the strength, you believe, Josh, of this Brewers team. It all depends on, though, what are you going to get out of a lineup that has gotten really nothing out of Christian Yelich now for two seasons. They're certainly banking on him having a big bounce back this year. Yeah, This again, this is interesting. Um it comes down to pitching, right? Like this team continues to win because of pitching and they piece everything together. And, and we've seen that around baseball. And again, it goes back to, we've seen teams try to build an offense and it just doesn't work. And this Brewers team is built around that rotation is one of the best Corbin Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Hauser, Lauer. These guys are really good. Then you go to that bullpen. That bullpen's obviously very, very good as well. Three guys in this rotation who won double digit wins. Three guys who also had ERAs in the threes, low threes, low whips. It's it's they're so good. 
They're so good. I, I don't like the additions on offense. I think Hunter Renfro was a free out in Boston. Somebody says to me, oh, Josh, he had all these home runs. No, he didn't. He had all these home runs when it didn't count, when they're getting blown out or they're up a million and I'm challenging them with fastballs. But every time he came up with runners in scoring position, he was over, right? So he's not a guy that I can rely on in this situation the way Milwaukee plays the game of baseball. He's not that guy for their offense. And then McCutcheon, are you going to get the best out of him or is he just because we don't want to go home when our mm-hmm. careers are over, right? We want to continue to play. Um, so it's, it's tough for me with the offense. You said it. You know, Yelich hasn't really been the guy. We're adding McCutcheon. We're adding Renfro. Rowdy Telez is still a question mark. Willie Adamas and Lorenzo Cain, he's pretty good, obviously. And in center field, he's dope. Colton Wong, I like. It, it just the, the, the offense is so unassuming. And then how do they continue to do this? Again, it's the pitching. The pitching is so good that it's crazy with this team. And so do I think they can win 95 again? No, I don't. I really don't. Um, 89s, uh, that's a stretch as well. Somebody's got to win those games. The, the rest of the division, again, the bottom three aren't very good, and St. Louis is. It's it's tough. Uh, this is your team, man, and you should talk more on it, but I just <laughs> – it's so hard when I look at the lineup yeah. and expect the philosophy was we know it doesn't work in the postseason to continue to work, but the pitching is so dang good. It's hard to bet against this team. It is, and, and while it is not on the level of Tampa Bay when it comes to Craig Council and his his but super their starters are so much better usage, right? Better starters in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. maybe not the overall bullpen depth, but you look at some of the guys they have, and most people just think of Josh Hader when they think of this Milwaukee bullpen. You but shouldn't. I mean, the fact that you have Devin Williams, Aaron Ashby, who number one prospect in the organization saw time last year. That is a guy who could get saves this year, Josh. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lefty who throws 96 with movement along with Devin Williams, who they call the airbender because his, his arsenal is ridiculous out of that bullpen. You have three guys, I would argue, who could be major league closers basically anywhere. You slot them in. Ashby certainly is young in his development. That is what will win the day for this team. If there's a concern I have, and so as a result of that depth, it's a team that projects to fare very well right out of the gates in April. My only concern is when you have super heavy power pitchers like a Corbin Burns, like a Brandon Woodruff, like Freddie Peralta, who throw the ball hard. Yeah. I just naturally, and you speak more to this, Josh, I just naturally worry when you have a truncated spring training and you come out, and those are guys who, like when Burns has not been pinpoint with his command, it's been really ugly. Like he had an eight ERA a couple years ago. <laughs> he goes from that to winning the Cy Young last year. He so was if, also if in the, the timing a couple years exactly, ago too. that's part of it. My point is, if the timing is not there for those guys, I worry a little bit about how long it'll take them to get up to full game speed. But yeah. I could also make that exact same claim and worry about all other twenty nine teams. teams. Yeah. So ultimately, they I perceive Milwaukee to be fine. Willie Adamas might end up being the best hitter in that lineup. Is, is my bold claim on the Brewers starting nine. My minor concerns are kind of wiped out by the fact that, yes, very does, weak division around him. It's just such a weird thing to say, but now that I look at this lineup, does the, the universal DH actually play against Milwaukee's strengths? It's an interesting the, the question. The style of baseball, the, the, right, the, the small, small ball, ball the yeah. double switching, all the good stuff. Like, Does it play against them a little bit? Does it take a little bit of Craig Council's? I would, I would say Craig Council is of the, of the top echelon of managers who, yes. especially in the National League game, play to that specific, or I should say now played to that specific style of baseball. So I think you're on to something. I don't, I don't, and I don't mean any disrespect, but do you know how easy it is to manage in the American League? <laughs> <laughs> Throw up the lineup card. Get him out of the game. Let's put go. somebody else in. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am, I am 
It's tough. Yes. And then as you got much the as as much as we get, yeah, the you know the bad pitchers out of hitting. Like I do, it is one of those things. I will kind of so, miss it a little bit. But the Cardinals is really the big well, question mark in this division as a whole, with with how we perceive the bottom of this division to be really right. bad, and potentially some opening for if a team is to make a big run to at least compete with Milwaukee does, atop that division. And I say that because. We don't know when Flaherty's coming back. Does does Hudson? Does Stephen Matz, who won 14 in Toronto? Does Miles Michaelis, who had a good year two years ago? Does Wainwright? I mean, Verhagen, are they even close to the rotation in Milwaukee? Are we even close? The bullpen's pretty dang good for the Cardinals. They're close, if not equal to me. They're close. I don't know if the starters are are in the pitcher, but they. They know how to give this team an opportunity to win, and the offense is so much better that do they complement each other better than or the same as the starters in the lineup for Milwaukee because your starters are so much better and your offense is not as good. This offense is really good, Mm -hmm. and your starters are a little bit – I mean, to me it makes these two teams very, very equal when what we're talking about is wins and losses. Right. Well, and here's the big question when you look at the Cardinals, and they're the team second – Odds to come out of this NL Central plus 215 this year. But not only, and we opened the show talking about new managers, Josh, where Oliver Marmol comes in, 35-year-old, youngest manager in the big leagues, the question marks of how much will he even be allowed to call his own shots. If you read a lot of the reports, it was that on the firing of Mike Schilt, their general manager, John Mazalock, like he, Schilt came to him, had ideas about slightly different things to think about from a macro perspective. And as a result, the next time they talked, despite making the postseason, he thought the call was going to be about a contract extension. Instead, Mosaloc said, uh, yeah, you're out. He clearly wants to run it his way, Josh. Well, and I, so I wonder now, you have a new manager. We're not sure how much rain he'll actually get over an organization that has been very steadfast in their ways in the past. You have two pitchers in Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes, the projected closer, oof. who are both already on the shelf. Reyes, basically two days after reporting to spring training, has shoulder inflammation. We're not sure on his timeline. We don't know on Flaherty's timeline either. That's why I have some doubts, at least at the start for the Cardinals. But you could, you could make the case either way. I wonder, from your perspective, Adam Wainwright is turning 41 in a few months. Yeah, but he can pitch. He gives them an opportunity. He knows how to minimize innings, right? Let me run through this pretty like, quick. He had a great – I mean, last year was a renaissance right. year for Wainwright. The Marmol thing is, is very interesting because there's a lot of managers around big leagues that, that do not get to manage. I asked Dave Roberts the other day when I saw him, I said, do you get to manage your team? And he said, yes, I do. I, ha- I have the freedom to manage the team. Girardi took over the Phillies because of that. He didn't go to other places like the Mets where he, they didn't have that freedom. So it's very hard. If they really are going to manage from upstairs through Marmol, it's not going to be as good of a team as they can be. So that is something to definitely look into. Cincinnati cellar dwellers, in essence, with Pittsburgh. I can't believe what they did because if this formatted system of who's making the postseason with the added team, this yeah. team was in last year. Yeah. They were they, in they the were. postseason, and now they're nowhere to be found. They gutted the entire team. And then the Cubs, who won 71, they didn't get better adding Stroman. We have no idea what we're going to get out of Suzuki because we haven't seen too many guys come over to really, really be that good or make that big of an impact. Shogay Akiyama with the, the Reds, who signed a three-year $21 million deal, is not even making the roster, and they gutted the team. He's from Japan as well, right? That's a so great point, too. These teams who difficult. make decisions, and of course yeah. the lockout made it weird, but I mean, the Reds just... Joey Votto's still there, and that's about all, all you could really say. Uh, right. on, on the Reds. I mean, what do you think about, like, like Tyler Malley, is he really ready to Dude, be an ace? I don't know. Listen, the Reds, uh, Cassianos, Thought. Winkler, Suarez, Barnhart, Tucker, uh, Connor Phillips, Dunn, Fraley, Amir Garrett, Sonny Gray, all gone. Those are a lot of guys. They're all gone. So you're going, you're going under on, on the Reds, is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, this team. Reds, 74 and a half.
It's going to be tough. Central. All right. We've, we've made it through five of our six divisions, though. One more segment to go on our first show, The Run Line, here from Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We talk NL West, make our final futures picks on the other side. That's coming up. Since Premier Baseball Betting Show, this is the run line. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at VEASAN.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. Adam's back from Nashville, by the way, with us on the run line next week. Plus, Jason Weingarten's MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. We're back for the final time. Been a blast having you all along. First show about in the books here, the run line. We're here every single Sunday night, 8 to 10 Eastern. Mark it down on your calendars. Josh Towers, I know he's, he's pumped, as am I, for opening day. Uh, so thanks to everybody uh, behind the glass, led by our producer, Brian Ortega, making everything go. We still have to talk, though, NL West, Josh, before we get out of here. L.A. Dodgers, a team that was in the postseason, deep run in the NLCS. Their run comes up short to the eventual World Series champion, the Atlanta Braves. And, uh, boy, was it an interesting offseason for the Dodgers, who lose Max Scherzer to the Mets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh, uh, some other pieces around, but that was the big loss as well. Corey Seager going yeah. to the Rangers. They do bring in, though, Freddie Freeman. Kind of a big deal into the first baseman spot. Bunch of other uh, deeper pitching depth, like Lee Andrew Heaney's, Tyler Anderson's of the world. Bottom line, though, Josh, this is the team who the conversation last year centered around. Isn't it insane that a team is at a 101-and-a-half win total, and yet they still went over. And here they are this year, 97-and-a-half. It feels super high. It's the highest one we have on the board. But are you still are you still going over this Dodgers win total in 2022 with the additions they have made despite some of these subtractions this year? What do you think? Um, well, they're still going to get the same ones from the Rockies. I think the, the Padres and Giants games kind of split from what they did last year in reverse order. I Listen, I... I it's very possible. They added Kimbrell. They got Blake Trinan, Daniel Hudson. Some nice um, little pieces in they there. They got Price Steel. They have uh, Gratterall, Phil Bickford, CSN kid down the street. Their bullpen is absolutely crazy. It's the starting rotation is the issue. 
Um, can David Price start? Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw up in the air. Urias, uh, Andrew Haney hadn't got it done in a while. Tony Gonsolin, right? Like Jimmy Nelson's on the 60. The, the rotation is the issue. Um, again, forwarded by the luxury of one of the best offenses we've ever seen with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner. Max Muncy's the only one where I'm like, ah, I kind of got a break, mm-hmm. my opinion. Justin Turner, Will Smith, who's getting better and better, just moved to Vegas as well. Good seeing him out here working with the boys. Chris Taylor go. just got a contract. Bellinger, obviously the question mark because he had one of the worst springs we've ever seen, and he got Gavin Lux. This team's loaded. Loaded. It's it's So you can, you can plug in a guy in the rotation who's not quite as good, has as big of a name, like an Andrew Haney, who is going to be better by default because of the protection around him. So this team in 97 wins isn't – I'm not going to be shocked. Right. I know that. Uh, that's, that's kind of the point of the exercise, right? It doesn't seem that unrealistic for something like that to happen. It just – you think about now, and that's why we do the exercise, if you think about the rest of the division as well and what's around them, where you have a San Francisco Giants team. Remember, the, the Giants are your defending division champions. We forget that very easily. A team that was projected to be cellar dwellers last year – had this amazing season, lost some of those key pieces from last year. We talked earlier about the the fact that you lose Kevin Gausman as he goes north of the border, but they bring in Carlos Rodon. That was the big free agent acquisition coming in from the White Sox this year. Alex Cobb was brought over before the lockout as well. It's a rotation centered around Logan Webb. There are some injury concerns, Josh, to start the year where Evan Longoria is banged up. Lamont Wade will not. Both of those guys will start the year on the shelf. How do you begin to analyze a team like the Giants who exceeded the expectations? Not did, not just exceeded them, but absolutely blew them out of the water and were certainly live. I mean, they went to a fifth game in the NLDS against the Dodgers and, and were very close to being in the mix for a pennant last year. How do you assess them now with what we anticipate to be certainly somewhat of a regression, but how much? Win totals right at about 85 and a half this year. It, <laughs> it's the same team. We just took out different guys and changed them. We mm-hmm. we took out uh, what we thought was a journey, um, Gosman, and we added uh, Matt yeah, Boyd, or we added right. Carlos Rodon, or we Rodone, added Alex yeah. Wood, or Alex Cobb. Or, it's the same team. It's just a couple different names switched. They've done the same thing. They're trying to they're trying to to try to duplicate what they did last year with the same type of players, and they and they all had to be good last year. And the amazing thing is they all were good. Right? All of them were. I don't know if if. I just, I just don't know if the rotation can do what they did last year. I just don't know if they can duplicate that. And then the offense still is good. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. They play a style of baseball that, again, in my opinion, kind of like what I asked you earlier, does the DH actually hurt this team? And it might. It might. Did they take advantage of a lot of National League teams where uh, I get an out near the pitcher or around the pitcher, or then we got moves and you got to waste a player and then you got to waste a bullpen and that doesn't work this year and – do they benefit from that a little bit with, with coaching matchups? And so, uh, listen, I don't know what I feel about 85 wins because I have no idea what this team – 107 is not it, though. I do know that. It's not it. But I just – I don't know, man. I don't see this team being quite as good. Obviously, neither do any of the experts. The, right. I, I, find, I mean, I find myself in the – not quite, in this, but pretty yeah, good. In the same boat where I'm not ready to really commit either way. Because still, on paper, this still should be a very good team. But I, the one other element of this division that – that will factor in largely is the Padres. And that I think is, is kind of how, especially both from a Dodgers giants perspective, we both anticipate. And as the, as the numbers will suggest here with the Rockies and diamondbacks, both being in complete rebuild mode, sub 70 win totals. The expectation is each of those three teams will get a lot of wins from those two at the bottom, but 
what do you think about the well, Padres, a team who, like I would argue, Josh, the Padres had the biggest fraud of a manager the last two years in Jace Tingler of any of the 30 teams. Who, who didn't see We didn't see that coming? I'm just saying, the Padres certainly didn't see it coming. They didn't. So he, That's he what gets I'm axed, and you bring in a guy in Bob Melvin oh, with nearly him. two decades of experience, has been tremendous everywhere he's been. You ever managed, heard a bad word about him? Oakland. Well, Never. Never heard a bad word about this man. No. Right. That's my point. Absolutely you bring not. in a phenomenal manager. And so, like, my question to you is really how, how much do you, do you, from a managerial perspective, I know enormous. it's obviously a player driven league, but in a league like Major League Baseball, how much do you value an upgrade like that? Why did they bring him in? Because the, the, the rookie manager didn't work. Because maybe managing from the top didn't work. Why do we bring in a guy like him who's decorated? Let him do his thing, kind of like what they did in Chicago. Oh, it worked over there, and we have an equal team. So why won't it work here? So let's go get somebody who's very successful. That's what they did. And that's the model they're going to try to incorporate. Here's the deal. This starting rotation is as good as any rotation in baseball. And if not, maybe better. Because one through six, one through five of this rotation is as good as anybody in the game. Darvish, Musgrove, Manaya, Blake Snell, Clevenger, they are loaded. If Paddock can do anything, but he also might be trade bait. I, don't, I do not like the Voight pickup. Obviously, this guy was a cancer in the Yankee clubhouse. It sounded like he was doing negative things. They 86 him. I don't see how it's going to work here, but listen, adding home runs and power as protection, I guess, never really hurt anybody. Is Tatis, <laughs> right. how long is he going to be out? What's the issue with his and wrist? That, yeah, that is the thing where you have this very weird, vague part of what, what kind of hurt us with the lockout this winter. We just didn't hear about any of these guys' right. ailments. Tatis, alleged motorcycle accident, needs wrist surgery. We don't know how long he will be out. And it, for those of you who missed it, this happened just this morning, a trade for Sean Manaya, legitimate top oh, two, three starting pitcher so in a rotation good. who will now basically be a, a back-end back guy. Well, and then, again, uh, the, back, the rotation, or sorry, your bullpen has guys right. who could easily start and be I mean, successful Denelson as well. might be the closer this year. And then you got him, who I think that's could where he should have been. We talked about league, that yeah. last year. If they would have left him there at the start of the season and called it a day and stopped messing with him. Yeah. But, again, we have a new manager – I, I, listen, this team becomes dangerous. I think they flip-flop with the Padres and the Giants. I think the wins and in, in the placing, I think, flip-flops. Um, the Rockies, I, I just don't see how they're going to be successful anywhere. And then the Diamondbacks, I do not think, I think, go over 66. I think they're a much better team. They picked okay. up Ian Kennedy. They picked up uh, Mark Melanson. So they got two dudes who have closed for a very long time in the major league. Zach Davies, uh, Jordan Luplo is going to be on the team. Uh, th th this team, in my opinion, got better. I don't think they can do as bad as they did. The offense is respectful. Um, and so I think that they're in fourth, and I think that over 66 is clearly, clearly I think it's uh, in play. End of the day, as we just kind of wrap this up here, who wins each pennant? What's your World Series matchup? Oh, I have no idea. Two <laughs> yes, no. Uh, I, I'm gonna go I would say, though, of all the NL win totals, I would say, and I'm curious to see, because the Padres is going to start Picking up now with it's the Manaya trade. But the Padres, if you can get this sub-90, to me, the Padres are a 90-win team. That would be my favorite win total. That I would go over. Favorite win total on the AL is A's under. I have that at 69 and a half. Yeah. Those would be the two I'm targeting. It's going to be very difficult. The AL East is going to be very difficult. I think Toronto could win it easily. It just really depends on Tampa to me as a wild card. But I think that Toronto could win it. So if I'm picking right now, early, I go them. The White Sox, clearly. I think Houston wins that division. Uh, I, I, I'm going Philadelphia. It could be Atlanta. To me, it's one of those two teams, Milwaukee and or St. Louis. I wouldn't be surprised if they flip-flop. But I think Milwaukee still has the current edge. And then the Dodgers win that division. But okay. we added two more spots to the postseason. We added which makes two it, more spots. Which makes it very interesting and, and a lot more fun this year for, for teams who 
Again, like Cincinnati mm-hmm. and Toronto last year. It's going to be a blast. Bro. Oh, it's going to be awesome. 162. It starts on Ooh, Thursday, and we're going to be with you every second of the way. Every Sunday night, at least, here on the run line. 8 to 10 Eastern. This was awesome. Man. Great yeah, to be good. back in the saddle with you. We had a lot of fun last year. Great Enjoy to have it. you back. Thanks, Adam buddy. Burke will be with us as well next week. As we say so long for Josh Towers, I'm Ben Wilson, the rest of our entire staff behind the glass. We've got the look ahead. Greg Peterson coming your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The rules are. The rules are. The rules are. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.